Welcome to Two Baptists and That Amish Chick, a podcast brought to you by the Butter Churn Girls. I'm Leslie. And I'm Bethany. And I'm Berlin. Join us for candid conversations about organized religion, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how we broke free from it while holding on to our faith in God. In these candid conversations, you can expect to laugh, to relate, occasionally cry, and definitely hear a few cuss words. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and follow at the Butter Churn Girls on all socials. Now for this week's episode. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Have you watched the Shiny Happy People um, movie? Well, it's not a movie. It's a show on Amazon Prime. Did I have that right, guys? Mm -hmm. Yes. Have you guys watched that? Because we're here to talk about it. And we all sat down last night and watched all of the first episodes. That we binged came. it. Yes, we did. And there were many moments in watching it where we were, we were like, oh my gosh, we had to stop it. It took us forever because we kept yes. pausing it going, did you hear that? <laughs> and like some of us got triggered. We're like, oh my word, I remember similar things happening uh -huh. in like, you know, the cult I grew up in and you guys growing up Baptist. I don't know. Can I say Baptist is a I cult? Kind of, I call it a cult. I mean, I, so I think there's, there's a versions. lot of, I think, and this is actually a conversation I actually wanted to have, or like at some point mm -hmm. mentioned. So thanks for segueing this. Yeah. Um, no, I do think there's a lot of denominations that have cults within them, mm -hmm. or there are cults that are operating under certain labels like Baptist. Mm -hmm. You can go any denomination here, right? Yeah. Catholic, Methodist, Lutheran, mm -hmm. Methodist, I don't know. Like they're pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> like there's not a whole lot of controversy there in my opinion, but mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't matter what denomination, even the non-denom churches, like you can find cult-like behavior in that yes. too. So um, I think there are aspects that are definitely cult-like. Mm -hmm. And even for the longest time, like knowing this documentary is about the Duggars, I thought the mm -hmm. Duggars were Baptist because there were images of them getting married at a Baptist church and different right. things like that. And so I always thought they were Baptist and I was like, well, my Baptist was never like that. Yeah. Quite like that. Right. Like there's definitely some similarities, but, um, but they were not so, raised Baptist though. No. And yeah. so, and that was the whole point of the documentary, but I do think calling like the Baptists a cult, like, I think there's cult-like stuff within the Baptist denomination, but I right. think labeling it as a whole, like, I, I never want anyone to assume that we're just calling all denominations as a whole, right? Cult. That's, like, that's, that's one of the things that yeah. I wanted to definitely clarify, because mm -hmm. we understand what we mean, but sometimes, like, as a listener, you need to, yeah. you're like, I don't know them yet. Like, right. what exactly are these things? Yeah. So right, I did, yeah. did want to actually mention that at some yeah. point. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I, Oh, so I actually just pulled up like some definitions of cult, which I think cult, like looking at the definitions, it's not really set in stone of like, mm -hmm. here's how you know what a cult is. And I think anytime, because whenever you're talking about beliefs, there is, we could sit there and have a conversation and say, we believe the same thing. But if I'm overextending my belief in that and the way I live it out and the way I treat people because of it, it could be cult-like behavior when yes. for you, it's not sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I brought up some definitions of, of it. Um, and some of them are really poor definitions that really have no meaning in a way. Um, but others of them, I think, are ones that are really, really great. So this one says a small religious group that is not part of a larger or more accepted religion and that has beliefs regarded by many people as extreme or dangerous. Um, another one says the term cult refers most often to a group of people with usually atypical beliefs living in a, a relative isolation from the world i like those two parts where it talks mm -hmm. about the extreme or dangerous and the isolation from the world because i think those are the big things when you're yes. trying to separate yourself and stuff and be completely away from everyone else okay. that's what a cult leader does is to create that separation because then that's when they have control just look at abusers. abusers aren't abusing someone's abusing children it's not doing it out in a public place they're taking them away to somewhere private Right. where they can be where it can be abused. where they can right. manipulate and control yeah. that person and like get them away because if they're around other people mm -hmm. they're gonna realize oh this isn't normal right so the only way like you said mm -hmm. to get somebody to do something that's not normal that's um dangerous or hurtful in or harmful in any way um is to separate them and isolate i think separation and isolation is one of the key the biggest um uh what's the word i'm looking for factors mm -hmm. that you can be like oh that's a cult like if yeah. that's happening it's probably cult like not might not be all well honestly 
So if you take if you remove everybody from every if you move remove those people from everybody else, you have a cult as a result. Like that's the might be one of the biggest red flags and one of the biggest things that like you are in a cult because mm-hmm. that's what the Amish are. Honestly, like they don't want to be part of the world. They don't like we're not going to be a part of society because it's all wicked and, and you're not even like, wanting to influence. No, society. no, it's like we you're stay like out they're of damned. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Like mm-hmm. too bad for them. Yeah. But IBLP wasn't like that. No, like they wanted, I felt like they were on a recruiting mission. Well, they talked about it. And so like, I really do feel like, and they did it all in the guise of like bringing people to the kingdom, bringing people to God and the way things should be. Mm -hmm. But what they were doing was recruiting for their agenda. Mm -hmm. And so when it's man's agenda, like I was going to say versus God's agenda, but God didn't have an agenda. No. Mm-mm. Right. Like God, God does relationship. That's all you want. Agenda. Right. The agenda is relationship. I right. want to know you. I want to be your friend. That's literally it. Yeah. I want to spend yeah. time with you. And so what I think it, what I think is interesting and you hit on this a little bit is pulling these people away to control the people because you can't control the environment when they're out there, you yeah. have to bring them in so you can control the environment, control what they're seeing and hearing and mm-hmm. being influenced by and when something is so surrounded, like when you're so surrounded by a certain narrative, it's easier to convince them mm-hmm. and like say, hey, this is the way it should be. This is what it should look like. This is, you know, right. mm-hmm. ideal. What was that thing you said earlier about you said what you said just made me think of what you what you said. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of you said in here. Um, <laughs> the listeners are like, who are you pointing to? Yeah. So <laughs> what Leslie said um brought up something that I remember Berlin saying earlier today about um we were in the kitchen and you were saying we're talking about this the shiny happy people mm-hmm. all the things and you said um what was it oh my gosh I'm like I don't remember what I said what it was, was right there on the tip of my tongue I don't know we'll come back to it was it when I was um talking to my husband about it no it, it was something else. Hopefully it comes back. I don't okay. Know. It was, it was important and good, Holy spirit, but back. yeah, that's right. Um, Holy spirit activate. <laughs> anyway, do you want to get into some of the bullet points we made as we were watching it? Yeah. And like, let's jump in. Okay. Um, so if you don't know, it's really talking about IBLP and it's really talking about IBL, IBLP's poster child, which was essentially the Duggar family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you even hear from Jill Duggar, you hear from a bunch of other people. You hear from the Duggars' cousin Amy. Freaking love cousin Amy and her mm-hmm. husband. We were just talking about that. We're like, yeah. we think he almost like stole the show. Now he did. Yeah. He's amazing. Like I yeah. loved his take because he came from a completely outside view, and he's like, this shit is crazy. Basically, in depth, like he he gets a whole different view than yeah. anybody else, right? Like we've been watching it from the outside for years because mm-hmm. I know like Berlin and I we were talking about watching the show growing up and like. Or, mm-hmm. And I remember like nannying babies, like rocking babies to nap. And I literally just had the Duggars on whatever show it was, yeah. whether it was counting on or the, anyway. Um, but really it was talking about the Duggars and their family secrets and mm-hmm. how it's not just the Duggars mm-hmm. that have these things. Cause a lot it's, of other like, um, people who used to be IBL, IBLP were in the show talking yes. about their So it's not just about the Duggars. Yeah. It is about IBLP. Yeah. But the Duggars are so well known and their story and everything, like even with all of the Josh stuff, which we'll get into, um, you know, all of it is so well known and in the public eye, it was kind of like the overarching Mm -hmm. view, but they're like, Hey, no, just like the Duggars, this is what happened to me. And so it's really fascinating to hear different takes. And I loved, man, I love some of those people. I'm like, I want to sit down and have a conversation with them because yeah. their stories were so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's people that I'm like, y'all would be perfect. So, Hey, yes. if you want to like hop on a podcast, <laughs> right? If you listen um, to this and you want a place we where we want to talk to <laughs> Yes. Which I'm sure those people get a lot of people who want to oh, talk sure. to them. And yeah. then, you know, like, I don't know if you get tired of that. I would get tired of like rehashing, rehashing it all because Bill Gothard was the, you know, he was the he was the man that everybody went to. And I think that's another sign of a cult, just really quick. I want to make mm-hmm. that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're in a cult when there is one man who tells everybody else, one or like a few yeah. who tell everybody else how to live. And you cannot have a relationship with God outside of first having a relationship with those people. And it's like, 
you and then, you know, those people and then God in your life. Like that's a big red flag of there. That's a cult Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's usually one person, one man. There's never, you know, there's, I don't think there's ever been a cult started by a woman, honestly. Like it's usually, I think there's one. Is there? Okay. The family in Australia, the one in Australia. I haven't seen that one on the family. There's another one called the family. But there's there is a cult. This okay, a woman. I, yes. I, so I was wrong. But but like, it's generally generally yeah. men. Yes. Um, obviously a few women in there too. But you have if that's a big sign if you have one person at the top who's like or a few. In my case, it was a few people who tell everybody else how to live, how to think. Like you can't do anything without those people's approval. Uh, you're being you're. That's a dictator, probably mm-hmm. a narcissist. Oh, for sure. Oh, power. I don't like, think you can have a cult and it not be led by a narcissist. So. Exactly. I, yeah. That's less no, I, opinion. That's not I anything else. True. But yeah. I think it's true. Like there have there's narcissistic tendencies in a cult anyway. And where do they come from? They come from the top. So yeah. like mm-hmm. anyway. that's very true. Yeah. That's so true. Okay. So let's dive into some of these things. So we just have a bunch of notes from when we were watching. A lot of it's intertwined. So mm-hmm. we may jump from one topic and yes. then come back to it because there's a lot there so one thing that was said in the very beginning like the, like the first five minutes it was literally it, like what they started it with I yes think. is we all know the stuff about josh duggar and him being arrested for child pornography insane amounts of it and very young children babies. and i do feel like, like this quote <laughs> that mm-hmm. it's a quote from jim bob but i do think this quote was due to his cheating before the child pornography stuff even came up i think this quote was from back even further oh was it okay when it was just the affairs that were found out about before everything imploded and i say like that sounds weird that i'm like oh just the affairs but we all know josh's story well, how much yeah. came out yeah. yeah so like that's what i'm that's what i'm referring to was this yeah. was a quote from before all the other stuff mm-hmm. came out yeah so it says god is using our situation with josh to purify our family and I hate this. I have heard my mother say this. I yeah. have heard people in church say this. I have heard like that God uses hard situations to purify and refine us. And it is disgusting and gross. Yeah. Now, like God uses every situation, like mm-hmm. God works every situation for good. Mm-hmm. But to be like, God's using this for this definitely puts the voice behind it of God brought this here. Right. God said, Hey, here's this because the rest of your family needs purified. Yeah. And it also says, I couldn't purify you. I couldn't, I couldn't make Jesus you better than enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't make you better without having these hard situations. So, yeah. cause they're here and they highlight that inside there where it's like, um, there is one phrase I'm just going to jump to it. Cause it goes together mm-hmm. where a girl actually said, um, because of that concept, I'm trying to scroll through my notes here and see, but basically she said that she had friends that had been raped and she actually was a little bit jealous of them because Mm. basically the iblp says that if you've gone through something hard then that means you get to be closer to god because of it so she was jealous of the hard things that these Mm -hmm. other girls had been through because god could use them more yeah because she was like well god can use them more so i'm you know obviously he can't use me as much as he can use them and i just want the pure, but the thing, okay. So the, the crazy thing in all of this, before I make a comment on that, like, this is good for you guys to know the listener is I think a lot, all three of us had moments when we were watching the documentary where we were like, we used to believe some of these, yeah. like sometimes you don't realize how, how healthy you've become, how yeah. free you've become, how much you've grown until you like, until you're see, confronted with your former beliefs. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. I used to believe that. Like, how did I like red flag, red flag? <laughs> how did I not see this? Wild. That feels bizarre to look at it. And you're like, yeah, holy crap. Like I used to believe that. Like even some of the songs they were singing in there, I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. I remember that song. We used to sing that song. Uh-huh. That's what that says. We heard the lyrics again from right. this completely different mindset. And we were like, whoa, that's not God. No. Right. Uh-uh. Not at all. And did you notice some of the hymns that they were even singing? Like, and this is a side note, wasn't even mentioned, but like some of the hymns they were singing were all about like them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about God and how great sin. God was. And like, it was literally like they were singing a hymn talking about burning for eternity. And I was like, yeah, where, whoa, <laughs> first, first of I see God rolling his eyes going, oh my gosh, this is gross. Oh, here we go again. No, just- <laughs> well, not wrong. <laughs> 
Like, if I was God, I would be like, are you guys kidding me right now? Like, it, but they weren't singing about themselves as like, we're made in God's image yeah. and like glorifying how they were made through the creator. It was like how awful we are and how sinful we are. Again, that whole like religion will point out how dirty you are, which you aren't even, but like it wants to keep it's you. The false repentance. Yeah. It's like the groveling. Under that cover. Continual groveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just dumb. I will say that um, even in the midst of watching that, my husband watched it with us. And so last night before bed, I was like, I realize I've still got more things to heal. Like when we start talking about the relationship and marriage things and the things about who you are as a woman and your worth, I was like, oh, dang, I still have some things I've got to unpack. Yeah. I still got some things to work on. So it was a good, sometimes it's good to look back at those places where not obviously we didn't come from those exact places, but there are very similar teachings that I absolutely learned from there that yeah. um I'm like there's still things to heal there's mm-hmm. still things to work through yeah constantly getting better yeah and you know every time trauma happens to you you know religious trauma doesn't matter what kind of trauma it is a part of you breaks off and so the same thing can happen to you over and over and over and over and over again over a span of 20 some years or 15 years or whatever and every mm-hmm. time that thing happens to you again a new part of you has to take that responsibility of dealing with that and so you know you might think that you're like I'm done with this I've he- you know healed from this there but there might be one or two parts who were like no but like we experienced it and we're still stuck in that right and mm-hmm. so it was good for me even to you yeah. know because I was like oh dang I think there's probably some things in me mm-hmm. that are like well and I think sometimes you don't realize it's there because the most active parts that come up have mm-hmm. been worked through and processed mm-hmm. through right but until you're confronted with a situation something said we watched something this extreme we're like oh there's this piece mm-hmm. that I consciously didn't know to go back and like right. work on and yes subconsciously we've worked on right. some right mm-hmm. when you work on the rest you're going to hit that a little bit but oh this specifically like it's almost habit so until it's brought up again and really confronted you're not yeah working yeah. through it fully mm-hmm. right and some of those things are core too like core things that happen so they're deep they're not they're not on the surface they're like all the way down yeah. on like they're hiding for a reason and because they don't feel safe and mm-hmm. so yeah anyway um then the other thing that i find so interesting is the word abuse doesn't exist in that community the iblp community Oh, like, like that's they don't a use red that flag on its own too right yeah. like what a red flag if you can't use the word abuse um and then there was even a line later on they were talking about how like you couldn't even gossip and say you couldn't mm-hmm. what's the word they, I'm looking for? they made a rule about that you couldn't gossip and basically they made that rule you could because, make allegations yeah, yeah so you couldn't so that people couldn't make allegations against abuse especially against. specifically when women started coming out and saying Bill Gothard, yeah, and he used Matthew, touched me inappropriately. Used Matthew eighteen as the scriptural context for making that rule. Yes. Like that was what you said, and that's exactly what you said in the kitchen earlier about people um, using God. Oh, so yes. that's and they use scripture that way too. Do you want to say? Yeah. That? So I was I was talking to my husband about it. I was like, they talk about blanket training in there, which they said I was mind blown. At six months old, they put a baby on a blanket, put a toy off the blanket. And then when the baby that reaches, the baby wants that the baby wants, what you mean? It sometimes they even old. send the babies once they're a little older. Go pick your toy for blanket time or blanket training. And said we're gonna learn how to obey mama is what mm-hmm. Michelle Duggar said. And they put the baby in the blanket, put the toy off the blanket. And when the baby reaches for the toy off from the blanket, they hit the baby and Smack and, hand. and yeah. do the baby mm-hmm. until do that until the baby basically quits trying or quits responding. And, and the there and point. I yeah and I um, no you're okay. Um, and I was like, if someone came out with a book that talked about that now, and it didn't talk about God at all and have a reason behind it that had to do with faith, people would be like, you are fucking crazy mm-hmm. to think that that is a thing to do to a six-month-old baby. You are an abuser and you need to go to jail. But when people put God behind it, all of a sudden, or people scripture. are like, there must be a reason that it's here. Yeah. God must want it. Because when you have this jacked up view of God, that God is this angry judgment awful God that you have to be punished and that you have to be corrected all the time. Not that mm-hmm. he's actually made you new and righteous. We're right. just going to pretend like Jesus didn't die on the cross for our sins right. and completely wipe everything away. Then you, that's what you're stuck with. And so it's going to put you into this place where people believe that crap. Yeah. Whereas if it didn't have it, if someone wrote a book where it had like, or taught those methods, it had nothing to do with mm-hmm. faith. People like, you are freaking crazy. Yes. 
that whole blanket training as a child, blanket training a child as a baby with that one of the women on there who like they they did they did clips of like trainings that were done by IBLP and so it was like like uh, screen or snapshots of those right and one of those was a woman talking about her the baby was not even a year old. It was 14, 14 months. 14, or four, yeah. Sorry, just over a year. Yeah. So just a little over a year. And he's like, I cannot get this. And all I the women. that baby all day long is mm-hmm. what she said. She's like, yeah. and that baby kept trying to, sh- and that baby kept shaming me. Yeah. What does that even, what the fuck? The baby is a baby. And it's like, they, they literally have this thing that you have to break the will of a child because they are, they are out. They were born to rebel and to like, to, um, to disobey all the time. That's what blanket training did. That's what the spanking did. All those things was to like, and it was like, it was like, it was sick to watch, but it was almost like the, the Mm -hmm. adults got enjoyment out of breaking a child's will. And you wonder because their will was broken at some point. So they're like, Oh, I'm in control now. Mm-hmm. Like it gave them almost like a little bit of a power mm-hmm. entitlement, you know? Yeah. And that's finally they can make decisions. That's what happens in reli- both religion and cults. Yes. Is what, when people, someone needs to have the power over someone else. Yes. Do you want to tell them what Amy said when she said that, but was talking about them, them, Amy is the cousin, but the Duggar's cousin, the yeah. Duggar's cousin, when she talked about them, you know, breaking a child quote unquote breaking a child's will she's like what did she say i didn't see i didn't see a a broken wills she had like all the 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 i can't talk <laughs> all of the kids when she saw them she was like they're so well behaved and everybody kept commenting on they're so chill and so calm and so meek like they're just like these poster children who are so nice and she's like i didn't see that i saw spirits who were crushed because you have to crush somebody's spirit and like shatter who they are so that they get to a point where they will just be a docile puppy mm-hmm. who will be quiet who will do whatever you tell them to that's not raising kids that is breaking people and turning them into slaves it's making robots yes like you're not you're you're literally creating robots them. yeah you're programming them and when amy said that i was like i couldn't have said that better myself mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. exactly what's happening and then i listen so many of this stuff i'm like the amish and the iblp are literally the same thing because that's what they do in the with their kids too. i saw them the baptist too I it's saw like too. I'm like I it's different levels different things that are right on, but it's the same thing happens and there was actually a guy on there talking mm-hmm. about how his mom took him into the bathroom and beat him for an hour at because church. his will yes. wouldn't at church because he wouldn't because his will wouldn't bend or something mm-hmm. like that yeah um and somebody no somebody else come in and made a comment she's like well his will's not breaking and so she just kept beating him in the bathroom like this was one of the guys who testified and he's like i still remember that i'm like yeah you do that was a horrific i mean he even made the comment like he's like i've burned every bridge with my family just by being here so let's go Mm -hmm. like these people are so tired of it and i'm first off like i want to commend everybody that was on that documentary and i love Mm -hmm. that they're like their ages are pretty I mean I still think like Jill was probably some one of the youngest ones Mm -hmm. on there but like there was a range of ages there was a decent range of ages but like they all had the same experience and they're all of this I think we're all just as a whole I think due to one social media a lot of stuff's getting out there and we're getting a realization like when you're out of your bubble just how free other things can be and just how Mm -hmm. twisted what you're in is you know um, but it, it's really amazing to see all of them coming together going, whoa, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Like even just realizing the small, and they even talked about deconstruction in there a little bit too, mm-hmm. which I thought was, I was like, I figured and, it was coming at some point. Yeah, I just, and they talked about the definition of deconstruction or their definition, which I thought was beautiful. Go ahead. You remember sure that? that? No. So they said that the deconstruction is looking at everything that you were taught to believe and re- and ask and realizing that those things might not be true and it's might and it's not might not be what you actually want believe anymore mm-hmm. and so you know a lot of deconstruction can sound like especially to people who are like christians or you know are are still in in the church in or the religion, church or religion or whatever 
they can be like, oh my gosh, they're going to hell. They're throwing everything out. No, it is people starting to wake up, think for themselves, realize that they've been programmed and conditioned Mm -hmm. to think a certain way. And their people like they, they are detoxing from, from being robots and slaves and discovering that, no, you know what? Not one person gets to tell me what to think and how Mm -hmm. to think that is my own. It's people taking back, um, the, the, like their own sovereignty, honestly, like the sovereignty of who they are. And like, God made you that way. He didn't make us to rule over each other. He made us to rule over territory. Mm -hmm. Territory is not people. It's places and things and like atmospheres and land. It is not people. People, all of us are supposed to, are supposed to, were made to have dominion, co-dominion, co-dominion over earth and planets. I say planets who aren't even earth. Like, I think that's why Elon is like, heading spearheading that right and we've got to stop demonizing that because all planets experience the fall and so all planets are being restored what if there's life form on other people on other planets what if there's other people on other planets and we're just being small-minded here because we don't think that god's actually that big or we're that powerful we're literally just dumbing ourselves down i know i'm going on a rant here but it ties into this like Mm -hmm. deconstruction is not what a lot of people think because they're scared shitless of something they don't Mm -hmm. understand and so they judge it if me Mm -hmm. changing my mind threatens your beliefs your beliefs are shit anyway that's 100 percent. yes and if you're threatened by it and get angry about it (laughs) oh we're talking to the people in our comments yes Uh, that's so um, good, no, but though. I love, so I want to mention this because we were talking about like, we're not supposed to have dominion over people. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman on there. Um, and she was talking about, um, basically when a man chooses you, you have no choice in IBLP. Mm-hmm. When a man goes, I want to marry her. Like I want to court her, whatever. Um, she really doesn't have a whole lot of say they say she does, but she doesn't. Because that's the main because the dad, the dads and the son are the ones that decide mm-hmm. for, for and, her. Do you want to use the phrase that they use? Which one? They're like, God, this is the man God picked out for you. Oh, oh yeah. yes. They always, they, of course they put it on God. Mm-hmm. They put, they blame mm-hmm. all of their stuff on God. And I think that's another, mm-hmm. like none of them decided God chose it. Mm-hmm. Um, but did he, no. uh, but anyway, this woman was on there and she was talking and she said, I didn't feel safe, but I spent my life praying for the man I'd marry. So I just bent my will. She was like, I don't feel safe in this situation. I don't feel safe, but I'm just going to bend my will anyway like, because I've been praying for this and this is what, you know, um, and another big thing, which will like, this is probably going to go a couple different ways, but, um, women cannot have authority over themselves. So you're under the authority of your father. And then you're under the authority of your husband Mm -hmm. and there's no in between. That's why he gives you away over yourself. That's why your, your dad gives you away, whatever. Um, well, and then it's a covering concept. And I made a note in here as we're watching it, because you know, when, when I came into like the stream of faith that I'm in now, I kept saying the covering, the covering, the covering, and I didn't even know what it meant. And then I heard someone say, you know, you know, when they talk about the umbrellas and stuff and it went, oh my gosh, I learned that. And they, this, the umbrella analogy was all throughout mm-hmm. this documentary. I mean, they showed the images of it where there's a giant umbrella that has God mm-hmm. and then a little bit smaller umbrella that has it's a husband, a husband. Right. And then wife. the wife and, and then, then the, the kids are underneath. They still so, got the Bill Gothard umbrella in there somewhere because that's one. Too. Yeah, that's kind of one that's that they have too. Oh yeah, that's he's, like, like, he's the cloud. Yeah, basically the ominous cloud. <laughs> and so, like, if you're looking at that umbrella concept, God can never even reach you. Like, God mm-hmm. can't reach your kids because you've got this big old umbrella over you mm-hmm. and multiple layers of it. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are saying that there's this covering or this in between. You can't even expect your kids to get to know God. And that's why a lot of them don't know God. They don't know the heart of the they father. They know a system. They don't know the heart of their father because their father doesn't know the heart of their father. Exactly. And when you have to go through all those channels, they're never going to get to the heart of the father. Mother, mom doesn't exhausting. know. exhausting. Yes. Well, and the, and the umbrella of Christ or God is really not an umbrella. It's a control mechanism that they label it's God or Christ. So that they can tell you that, oh, God said this. They can literally mm-hmm. use that la- that label to pass anything that they want into like, this is the truth. This is what God says. They literally um, 
boy, not boy, not boycotting. What's the word when you like take on somebody else's um, persona or something so that you can do things for their thing? Hijacking. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like hijacking God. Anyway. So like this umbrella concept also like plays into the abuse piece that we were just talking about because this next part, um, we had, to, we paused this for a while at this point. We, that when like, I got up and ran around the house, I'm pretty yes. sure. Uh, <laughs> like we even had to like rewind and watch it again. Cause we were like, did we really just hear and see this? Um, there is a domestic discipline contract that you sign where you agree to be disciplined by your husband. I'm shaking right now. Just reading this. It makes me so mad. Um, and if you don't say like, yes, sir, or my Lord, oh my, I ugh, puke in my mouth. That's so gross. Um, if you don't say that to your husband, there are consequences and spanking by husbands includes children, older daughters and wives. Older there daughters. Is even, there is even a place mm-hmm. in, in this documentary where they talked about corner time. If you're allowed, if mm-hmm. the big word being, if. If you are allowed to cry during discipline, like domestic it's in discipline, the contract. it's the contract. in the contract. Mm-hmm. Your husband gets to decide you can cry this time. You can't cry. You're going to spend time in the corner. You're going to get like whatever your mm-hmm. consequences. And if you're supposed to have sex with him afterwards to reconcile, reconnect. Um, I, there's if, so much. If God wasn't put in, if they took God out of this, do you know what this would sound like? Mm. An abuser that the FBI and people go after uh-huh. to take out because they are a threat to humanity. And it even talks about it where it says Bill Gothard is literally the power. What did it say? Um, the playbook of a powerful narcissist. Mm-hmm. Like this is it is incredible the things we will people will just look over because it's in the name of God. Mm-hmm. This is where I think honestly, like it's great that we have the separation of church and state, but also sometimes it's not great that we have the separation of church and state. Exactly. Because anyone can make these kind these kind of rules wouldn't be allowed in a school. And they can they put it under like in a in a a business. You don't go to your job and have your boss be like, "You didn't do your work. I'm going to spank you and make you sit in the corner." And like, that's yeah, not a no. Thing. So why is that? Your teacher can't do that to your kids. So why do it's, it's insane to me. It's absolutely insane to me. Yeah. I think that, that, that separation was good for when it happened because state was trying to make people believe a certain thing. I think when the state does its job correctly, which is protect and serve the people like just protect and serve, don't get into their business. Don't get into their, what they believe. Right. But if what they're doing is causing harm to other people, it needs to stop, right? I guess it would kind of be getting into their faith. I don't know. See, that's such a tricky thing, it though. Is. Like, there's so many things that, like, you have to consider. Well, it was, when you, it was flip-flopped then, basically, right? Right. The mm-hmm. state, the country, whatever, was actually, like, here's the faith that you need to believe. Mm-hmm. When now it's gotten to where Which it's, like, because... The whole of, reason the King James Bible is what it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, like mm-hmm. that's really where there was no separation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to believe, and that's how... That's when that the state actually rewrote the Bible. Is, yeah. 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 And so now we're in this place where it's like we've separated church and state so much where it's now the state can't go in and have a say. It's very rare. It's very hard. I mean, like, I've, mm-hmm. this is definitely called documentary. I've watched, I've seen pretty much all of them. And I watch even things like the FLDS and stuff. The fact that you can go in there and they have video recordings of 14 year old girls being raped with a crowd watching. Right. And mm-hmm. The government's still like we can't really do anything because this is in religious church. beliefs. Yeah, it's religious, religious freedom beliefs. in the name of religious freedom. And so, ugh, so gross. It's yeah. so nasty, and, and it's so just disgusting. Like I can't imagine. I just imagine God like looking down, and being like, "Oh, this isn't me." Like I hate right. that people think this is me, and that people are going to watch this. There will be mm-hmm. people that watch this that go, "Oh, this is what Christ all of Christianity is like, and this is what God is like, and right. this is what all God followers are like." And yeah. it'll completely push people away. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. And you know that, I mean, I think there's also going to be more people that watch it. I think there'll be a larger portion of people that watch it that kind of do what we did where they right. went, oh shit, I was raised with pieces of that. Or, oh, I didn't realize I was raised in that. Leslie had a point in there where she was like, I think I did that curriculum in my school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't even part of school. It was not like the, it wasn't part of school, but I can't remember if it was part of like between 4-H and after school program, something mm-hmm. like, 
Mm-hmm. Get extracurricular. It was a character thing. first. Mm-hmm. And I went and I looked at it and I'm like, from the outside, it's, it, it's not bad. And I don't remember learning anything too crazy from it. Like the name just like rang a bell yeah. and I went, whoa, hold on. Right. Um, well, there's, the, here's the thing too, is there are good things in some of these things. Not everything they're teaching is right. completely wrong. Right. Right. But it's whenever it's strength, way strength it's when, when things are strength is overextended, right? Like when we talk about purity culture, we're not, we're not saying go sleep with everyone. Right. I think it's great. I like think everyone I, sees it as an extreme. Yeah. We're like, calm yeah. down. <laughs> I'm like, I waited, my husband and I waited to have sex until we were married. Barely. But we waited. <laughs> Did you say apparently? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Almost pushed that wedding for a week somehow and just eloped, but <laughs> like, screw this. But at the same time, like, but we're, like, we're not saying you know, like, like there's those things that are good, but I also think when, you know, we look at people like Josh and stuff, when they're thinking that seeing someone's calves is going to be over-sexualizing, then it's going to create this really jacked up mindset. And that's even part of their school curriculum. Them going, like they went over some of the school curriculum from IBLP's um, homeschool, like program, it's ATI, I I think was what it was called, Um, Advanced Training Institute. There you Mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Um, and their wisdom booklets is what they were called um and it literally had which one of these is the immodest dress so they're one teaching these kids how to spot the like over sexual over sexualized things in general they're teaching them not just only to spot it but to over sexualize things like they was somebody with like lace on the top of their shirt and they're like oh and then there was a skirt that was like right at the knees and like you go in and you circle in these workbooks like what is the immodest dress and like they said instead of learning math, we were learning slut shaming. That's, That's yeah, that was brilliant. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that was that was another thing that they said with one of the math. The, the math. Oh, oh I just I when I heard that I wanted oh. to vomit. It said, what did it say? Um, it said she never learned math outside of fractions, and her mm-hmm. dad said that that was good enough because that's all you need for baking. He told his daughter that, mm. and a lot and of we these- all went. Well, yeah, that's kind of where we figured out fractions too, but that wasn't all we learned. Yeah. (laughs) But then like, there's these single, they talk about this single mother who like had to separate from Mm -hmm. because of the abuse. She doesn't know how to do anything because of that very thing. She was only taught how to be a submissive wife who has as many kids as she can until her body Mm -hmm. is physically capable, gives out, or there's a Which is what Michelle Duggar did because her last baby- it was until our last baby passed. And then they were like, I don't know if my body can do this anymore. Yeah. Like Like, they were even like that before she got pregnant. Right. They they were, they were taught that. And so now these women and these people are so severely handicapped because they can't do anything because they don't know how to, they don't know. Like they even Mm -hmm. talked about how Josh's wife, I was going to say, this is like like, such a, Anna is such a good example. Broke my heart because they're like, she could have a book deal like that, but she has, but she has no concept. She's living with her, with Jim, Bob and Michelle Michelle, and no one, her seven kids while Josh is in prison and no one will tell her anything. And Jim, Bob signs for all the kids on contract, which it gets they're grown kids. He was making money off the grown kids and not paying them a single cent. They were grown. They were married. And he never told he them. He wasn't on the show. No. It was after the Josh stuff broke yeah. out. 19 Kids and Counting was canceled. And then Jill and Jessa. But then they did the Jill and Jessa part. But he was getting the money from it. $850,000 yes. a season. And the kids didn't and even, the kids did, they didn't, didn't even know, know he was getting paid. Yes. And he just said, hey, sign this real quick. And they all signed it not even thinking twice because they're conditioned to not question authority to not question their dad watch out like covering oh like Mm -hmm. such a setup for narcissistic people to just ruin okay i did want to mention this part and i think it's perfect that we actually mention this where is it gothard turned every father into a cult leader Mm -hmm. and every family into an island yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting, especially when you watch like shows like 19 Kids and Counting, that it shows that they are their island and it shows mm-hmm. them going out in public and stuff, but they're not like super integrated, right? Mm-hmm. Like very little integration. But then you have families like the Duggars and the Bates where they'll like commingle because they have the same ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to their separate places and then they mm-hmm. all come, all the islands essentially, mm-hmm. families come together at like, 
that camp in like big Sandy, Texas and it mm-hmm. like IBLP headquarters. And like, they have these places where they get right. together and that's as close to like mingling as you get. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. On the, on the child abuse thing really quick, the two notes that I just wanted to point out when we were talking about the blanket yeah, training yeah, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy who was doing a conference. He was speaking at an IBLP conference. He was an older Ligon was his last name, I think, oh, or something like that. Whatever. I just remember his name because of the things he did after that. I was like, mm. holy moly. Yeah. Um, he brought up a little kid. And he, he said, if there's a, he's like, well, if I had a little boy right now, I show you I'd how to show you how to think. Yeah. They literally brought a little child. So up. this parent went here, right? Like abuse my You're kid. Like seven. Yeah. Kind yeah. of this crowd of people and just humiliate him and abuse. Sure, do that. So literally went up, this little kid went up to this guy. This guy takes, acts like he's his father, right? Like sits down, puts this boy in front of him and says, now, you know, that daddy's really disappointed in you and daddy doesn't like what you did. And like, he's, daddy isn't happy about, I'm like, oh my God. And then like he belittling. Pers- yes. And, and like, lays the kid over his lap and, and pretends. pretends to spank him over again. On his butt with his hand, which I'm like, which this is, is inappropriate. Like yeah. he was just sitting there patting the kid's butt. I like, was like, so weird. This is so, so inappropriate. Weird. And then he like brings the kid back up, and then he's like, something. About, you know that daddy loves you. Whatever, give daddy a hug. Right. I, like that's literally what they do with the women having having them have sex after the husband beats them. It's literally conditioning them that like this is what love looks like. This is love, right? That's that's how I was when I got spankings. It was mm-hmm. give me a hug. I did. We do this because we love you. We want you to turn out okay. That's one. Well, I, mean, I, I taught like I would taught like, that too, but I wasn't ta- I wasn't made to give my parents a hug. I wasn't forced to do that. This little kid doesn't really give this guy a, a like he's a full on hug. He's a stranger. Why would this kid hug you like you're his, you're his parent? He, you're not his parent, and you just humiliated him in front of you used him as like an example in front of people. He's for sure not going to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then this man says. Oh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a full on hug. You didn't hug daddy very well. We're going to spank you again. He literally spanked the, that little boy again. Well, like didn't actually spank him, but just. He was modeling what you should do. If your kid doesn't hug you in a way that's acceptable. Yeah. Then you spank him again. Yeah. And then the, 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 the boy gave him the hug he wanted. Not, it was never, never never about the kids want or need. Yes. It is all about the parents, what they, what they want, what they need and what they want what they want and need yeah mm-hmm. and i'm i was just like you have got and then this this man says that psychological um did he say abuse he did not say abuse he said psychological he basically um, psychological like, torture yes yeah. psycho it's the word torture psychological that's a okay word but abusive yeah is sometimes better than physical beating so basically you leave the child thinking that you're going to spank them but you just wait and draw it out as long as you can until you actually spank so them. spank spank long pause and sit there for a while say so think you're done but they can't get up because they were wailing too hard yeah. so let them get it together and go in their mind in fear and then and then do again. it again um and i think it was really interesting they asked cousin amy like did you ever see your cousins get um spanked with the rod and she goes i saw them get encouragement so the duggars never said it. she goes and they said it in the sweetest way too do you need encouragement i think you're gonna get some encouragement and so um the threat of spanking or physical abuse is encouragement because i'm 99.999 percent sure there is not anywhere where mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. the actually you know that's i'm being sarcastic with that percentage but like that is not ever in a definition of encouragement anywhere no encouragement is to build you up and bring you higher and call you into who you are, who you are. yeah not who somebody wants to make not you to be. break you down break your will and make you submit <gasps> yeah it was gross. Do you want to throw up? Freaking gross. Um, what else do we have here? I just want to hit on some things that we thought were just interesting things that will be kind of quick things. Yeah. We still have so many notes here. Um, so one thing that they talked about there is going off to a camp there and they would let them go to the grocery store what once a week. So that we said once every two weeks to get supplies they needed, mm-hmm. toiletries, things like oh, that. They got to go to Walmart. <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> This girl talked about how she bought tampons because hello, she needed them. And they always went through your things when they got back from the store and they took, um, they, she said they took my devil sticks. She because... goes, they took my tampons. She goes, fine, I'll get rid of my devil sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, it was inappropriate for her to have tampons. It was, might possibly cause her pleasure. And she goes, um, 
they're worried about it breaking my hymen. So they're going to take them because that's only my husband. Only my husband can do that. Oh my God. Insane. Mm. Um, they talked about how honor, respect and obey were all on the same level. Basically mm-hmm. they all meant the same thing, which we've talked about this. If you haven't heard our honor episode, um, go check that out. Also check out our, um, episode where we talked about ginger, Duggar, what, how do you say other bonus. Yes. Volo. Volo. So, how do you say it? Our other, the other Duggar girl. Her book, Becoming yes. Free Indeed. It's our other bonus episode that we've got. So yeah. check that one out because, um, it we talk about more. some of the same stuff as well yeah. in there. Probably some more context even. Um, and there were some things about um, a military in there. We're talking about what is a cult. Bill Gothard was building his own military. When someone's no building shit. their own military, like they're preparing for a war. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we'll not get into that. Yes. And we're not like, here's the thing. I don't, I don't know where this came up in the Christian realm that like, we're supposed to be ready to war. We're not. What, Angel, what do you think angels like, are for? Yeah. Exactly. There's no, we're not supposed to war. Well, anything. If you do, like war because of your faith. Like you're literally going out to fight people about their faith. That is literally in the constitution. You can't do that. Yeah. Like you let people believe whatever the hell they want to believe mm-hmm. and keep your damn mm-hmm. army like, to yourself. Like yeah. you have to build an army to, to advance a faith. So, you know what I thought was really interesting. The way the Duggars actually sold that on 19 kids and counting was the boys are going to this summer camp and it builds almost like it builds morale, builds like their physical stamina, builds their like um, knowing how to work and their skill sets. Yes. And even, oh, what am I, what's the word? I don't know. Anyway, um, like they sold it as like this positive thing for these young boys to go and learn essentially like how to be men. Mm-hmm. But then we're watching video of it last night and it literally, it almost made me think of like the hunger games mm-hmm. where they like, that is literally the vibes yeah. I was getting from some of it was like the way they were like rushing in. And like, they're like, um, some of like the training exercises that they were doing, I was like, this feels like Hunger Games. Yeah. Like so weird. And they talked about infiltrating with like the military and the government and all these things and talking about how they're slowly like wanting to take over the world. In. Basically. And they've actually got people in, is he Congress mm-hmm. representatives? Mm-hmm. Which Anyway, um, or Madison Hawthorne from North Carolina. He is actually one of Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Mm-hmm. No, close enough. Yeah. Um, he's literally somebody that was raised up under this Joshua generation, which is another subsection under IBLP, um, and how they're starting to get there. And there's even a 21 year old state representative mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't remember what state, but, um, like they're actually getting into office. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really interesting is like, the only thing I ever knew about the Madison dude was, I was like, he was literally all over TikTok because he was pretty. And the girls mm-hmm. were like, oh my gosh. And it's like, that was literally like the biggest thing I saw about him. And now I see, see this and I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. wild. Like, it's interesting to see them, like, literally using the language infiltrate, mm-hmm. um, which I think there's a ways to use language that mm-hmm. are uh, yeah. ominous and that's the way they're using it. Yeah. And then I think there's like, you go and impact and influence, right? not infiltrate, right? Like. Yeah. Well, you go. I want to impact culture. And this is what we're doing here. We don't have to go and be like, I'm going to get office. Mm. I'm going to, you know, like, I think there's people that are called to government, but I think it's all the intention doing. I think the way they're doing it is so like, it's honestly a little scary. Yeah. Watching that. I was like, holy crap. And the fact that they're actually in office now, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the intention and heart behind everything, Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. that your intention and heart behind it anything you do will bleed through in the words you use. You can use the right words, Mm -hmm. but people can feel what you are actually Mm -hmm. wanting to do. And really, if you look at the whole thing as a whole, you have Gothard who has all these rules. He's not married, doesn't have kids. He makes all these these rules about being married and having kids, right? And then he's building up these generations of people. And his goal basically is to let's break these, break, break the wives Mm-hmm. get the men to follow me because they all understand that i'm going to give them power mm-hmm. get them to break their wives break the kids then we're going to train those kids so they can go in and get in government type of positions so they can begin to break the world mm-hmm. of their voices and mm-hmm. who they are and of their choices and the world and doesn't need that no like the world doesn't need help doing that no 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 they do that. you know what i mean like we the, do that the world's really there well. yeah and so 
it's, it's a lot of excess, sir. Like, calm down. Yes. And so it's so absolutely bizarre. I so wanna, one of the things they actually ahead. even said was the women and the children are the engine that keep this running. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was exactly what, what it is mm-hmm. because the women and the children do everything. And the men go to meetings and learn how to control. Mm-hmm. It's essentially what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I feel like, yeah, that's my opinion, they, they, they the, I mean, the men, you know, when you don't feel like you're powerful yourself, you will look for it for ways to find, to find power. power outside of who you are. And that looks like usually control, domination, manipulation, um, you know, abuse, all of those things, because you're looking, you don't feel powerful as a person. You don't feel like you're powerful. So you've got to find that somewhere else because we were made to be powerful, right. but that twisted, that twisted or that, um, that unhealthy side of that is when you don't realize that it's all inside of you. Actually, you don't need to control anybody else to feel powerful yourself. You don't need anybody to be powerful. And um, this is just a twisted, sick side mm-hmm. of that. That's not the truth. Um, there's a few things that Bill Gothard did that I just want to highlight here really quick. Mm-hmm. He said in girls who disobeyed Bill Gothard, because Bill would like select, he had a type, they were like Gothard girls. So they usually were blonde. They were young pretty. Too. They were super young, underage. They were under 18. He would have a type and he would single them out and he would like spend time with them one-on-one. He would tell them that he would want them to go work at corporate or headquarters and headquarters was like the shit. Like that is where you wanted to work, right? Well, he would get all these young girls to go work quote unquote at the headquarters, but then he would like touch them, prove them. them. You would use like praying over them as a reason to touch them. And like, they had rules that you men can't touch women, but six inches for Jesus. It's true. But for <laughs> Bill Gothard, like those rules didn't apply. And like, yeah. he raped one girl at one point. She, I mean, she came out and talked about it. Right. Like mm-hmm. there was this anyway, but he would like take women into his private study and just like, he would, he would see how grope far them. he, yeah, grope them, see how far he could go, but they couldn't say no to him. Right. Because they were taught that well, you can't say that. They didn't the know how to say about no to anything. 18. Like you yeah. can't, you can't yeah. form allegations because mm-hmm. it's against God. Like you cannot gossip. You can't. Yeah. There's a whole thing in their and so like contract. Girls who disobeyed bills were sent, got sent to his brother, Steve in a remote headquarter place, wherever they had like this camp or whatever, that was an IBLP camp. And Bill and, and um, Steve. Steve was known to assault women they literally had the law charges yeah he had charges and and bill instead of like taking him out of things and cutting him off just sent him somewhere to a different location which was more remote which means he doesn't have as many people around to like be accountable to so you can imagine what these women went through that Mm -hmm. got sent to steve because they wouldn't obey bill can you imagine and then the other thing he said was um there was one other thing Oh, he pulled the girls aside because their hair was not curly enough. There was a certain kind of hairstyle you had to have. And this girl's hair wasn't curly enough naturally. So he was like, um, it's not, it doesn't have that oomph for Jesus or yeah. whatever. And I was she like, something about like, I kept curling it to give it more oomph. Literally, like all the things you can do to somebody to dehumanize them, this man did. And then any of those Literally. women that came forward and said that, they were assaulted. They were then asked, what did you do to deserve that? <sighs> like if they decided to believe them, they said, what did you do to deserve that? They mm-hmm. actually had sessions where they had to sit down and all talk about what they did to deserve. Yeah. What they got. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, they had this women, this meeting, like these girls and boys camps or whatever they, I guess it was at camp, right? I have no idea. But somewhere where the women would get together and they would talk about who all was assaulted. First of all, you're reliving trauma. And then they were like, well, what trauma bonding? Yeah. yeah. What did you do to deserve that? (laughs) So you're telling me that somebody's choices is my problem. This is how we keep this. This is how we keep people feeding off of other people and keep um, perpetuating abuse because we just make it the victim it's victim mm-hmm. shaming mm-hmm. or victim blaming whatever you want to call that i just the words in my vocabulary i don't feel like are spicy enough I know. to <laughs> adequately portray what i'm feeling right now there is so much like it's disgusting it's disgusting and that's what there's literally so much of it i mean we're, we've only touched on a few of the things we've got a few <laughs> notes i don't like, know if you guys want to hit on more but like there's so much to it. And mm-hmm. for me, like seeing so much of the discipline concepts, the covering concepts, and then especially the way they talked about 
they talk about men's eyes in there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, the shorter the skirt yeah. the more vicious the trap yes it says that um about about women and you know the problem is that with men they have a problem with their eyes which even in that i'm like first you know leslie had mentioned she's like at least they like, mentioned I've the men's eyes even had somebody talk about like the men's eyes having a problem or a man having a problem we were the problem mm-hmm. that they were encountering well so it wasn't ever a man's problem. so i was like i'm actually like slightly shocked by that like I wasn't but at the same time when I heard it um in the whole quote is the problem is is that the men have a problem with their eyes the shorter the skirt the more vicious the trap was the whole the whole sentence because they were talking about eye traps yeah really what they were talking about and my immediate thought is so now every teenage boy man whatever goes there's a problem with my eyes Mm -hmm. my eyes are wrong there's nothing wrong with the fact that a man looks at a woman and thinks are attractive. I look at women. I'm like, dang, she right. looks good. She, I'm like, she, fine. Like, I'm no better than a man. Sometimes, <laughs> like, honestly, and it's like, it. To be honest, it's sometimes. Sometimes, women are really pretty and yeah. beautiful, and like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think when, <laughs> so men, yeah, there's some really nice men out there. Jesus did good on some of yes. them. Um, he did good on all of people. Everybody. Some he just but puts some some extra, extra time extra to it. Yeah. No, just a little extra spice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some sugar there, right? But um, <laughs> but as a whole, I'm like, I feel like that was just a masterpiece of it because we pretty much all, if you don't know Josh Ducker's story and all that, do a quick Google search of his name and you'll figure it all out. <laughs> but that stuff is so rampant in every single tight, what looks like pretty clean religion, and it's it's like because victimizing the men too like you're instantly a victim of yourself yes you don't have any power you're powerless yeah check out our episodes where we had uh bethy's cousin cousin matt on here because he talked about that specifically he was raised mennonite and so he talks about how it takes the power and control of your own self away as Mm a man um and it's just it's so intriguing to me i was trying to like have a conversation with my husband about last night and just asking him questions i was like so what do you think like as a teenage boy what did you think when you saw because he wasn't raised in any of this yeah he was not raised in any of this right he was (laughs) the occasional church goer and he's like i look at a girl and go dang she looks good she has a nice butt but then my brain would go to whatever else i was talking about with my friends i wasn't there envisioning myself having sex with I her i think the church over sexualizes some things and i think and, and it's they like teach old, it they I teach you a few perverted like a handful of very perverted men generally men i'm mm. not making like i'm not saying it's all men but like i think there's a handful of them that have over sexualized things and now that's the lingo mm-hmm. that's the narrative of like everything is over sexualized everything's about sex and i think it's over sexualized we like stop Yes. Why is the church so oversexualized? The world's actually not. No, it's yeah. not. The world well, is you know, empowering, but then the church, the church is oversexualized. Then the church says that the world is like oversexual. I'm like, I no, prophesying it, right? Didn't we have this conversation? Well, we did. Well, I, I, I don't think they do. I think they just like for me personally, I was in like the bodybuilding world. I've been bodybuilding competition. So like I did a sport where I was in a bikini, right? Mm-hmm. And my body was being looked at. And I saw how much honor and respect there was for the human body and the fact that it being a beautiful thing, uh-huh. right? And just the way that someone can look at their newborn baby and go, oh, the baby's beautiful. And they're not thinking sexual things about right. the baby, right? They're like, look at their toes, look at their little, their cute little thighs, like all that, yeah. right? They're just looking at how beautiful their body mm-hmm. is. I think the world's actually done a really good job of that in general. Right. And the church has been like, oh, well, they're sexualizing it. No, they're not. Well, and I have great legs. I think like- the church is speaking that out. And the like, they're literally prophesying over the world of like, Oh, it's oversexualized. It's oversexualized. It's oversexualized. And so then it's almost like that's the way the church is geared to see the world. But also, like you, you're not looking at the church and the world vastly differently, right? Mm-hmm. You look at them like they're going to hell and that you're saved. Like mm-hmm. I get which whatever. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But like, other than that, like you're not changing glasses every time you look at people. You're looking at people as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know if people are going to church or not Mm -hmm. whenever I see them out at the grocery store. Exactly. Or the gym or the wherever, you know? I think that the whole root of this personally is that the church is scared shitless of intimacy. They don't know how to have intimacy with Jesus, with the Trinity. They don't know how to have relationship. So out of that comes this, like anything that, that fosters or feeds or builds intimacy they are scared of and they they because of that sex is 
considered taboo, you don't talk about it because we're uncomfortable with intimacy. So we can't even talk about the things that foster that, right? So that's a taboo thing. That's a shameful thing because we think that because it's a root of like intimacy is at the root. You can't, you do not feel comfortable with it because I don't think you can be, you, you don't know how to like know yourself first before you know anybody else. It comes down to a personal thing, right? In the church. But then it's like, you can't, you can't be like, get to know yourself on an intimate level, right? Like personally. Which is, which, let's like hit on the fact intimacy, yeah. we're not talking about sex. No. Intimacy, no. we're talking sex about sex is a facet of intimacy, not the other way around. When you right. see a couple that is like has a deep connection, they know each other, you right. can tell they trust each other. We said this even about you look at Josh yeah. and Anna and how awkward they are together. Yes. And then you watch Jill and Derek and the way when they're talking inside of this documentary. And she has this moment where she's like too choked up and there's too and much. She pain. just goes yeah, she throws her hand over towards her husband and his spirit knows my wife needs me. I got her right now. Well, and, and that that's intimacy. It's amazing. That's intimacy. Intimacy literally means into me you see. Do you allow people to do you allow yourself to see into yourself? Like a lot of people don't. Are you able to be vulnerable enough? Vulnerable. Yeah. Like this is who I am and I love myself, right? A lot of people don't go on that journey of into themselves they see, right? Right. So like they can't allow anybody else to see into them and vice versa, right? Like I can have intimacy with my friends, with Leslie and Berlin, like letting them see into who I am, who Bethany actually is authentic, vulnerable. We don't do that unless we feel safe, right? A lot of people in church are in religion. Mm-hmm. Religion isn't in every church, right? Right. But if you're in religion, intimacy destroys religion because it's vulnerability, it's authenticity, it's where power comes, your power like being a powerful person and, and letting people see your power, but we don't feel safe because it's a lot of like, you have to look good and act good and do all the right things because we are just a bunch of people who can't mess up because we've been taught that we have to be perfect. And perfect means you look good all the time. You were born perfect. Nothing you do can make you perfect because you are that before you ever came into the world. Right? So like it's all these things and then sex and sexualization are just a result of these root issues that aren't mm-hmm. taken care of, that people aren't healed. They're scared shitless if anybody's seeing them. And so the world, and, and it's in the church that's way more prevalent. The world isn't like that. The world is way more loving and kind and like, it's like you said, mm-hmm. accepting because you experience it yeah. in bodybuilding, right? Mm-hmm. Like the world is way more like into me, you see, yeah. than mm-hmm. anybody else that then the church, then religion, right? Because like, religion is taught there's so much shame and things yes, to hide from. And so you're you isolate. You're yeah. taught that you are bad. You mm-hmm. were born a sinner. You were born dirty. You're not gonna let anybody see that, right? If right. you believe that, I don't want anybody to see that because mm-hmm. I'm I don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. So why would I let anybody else see it? And so I think that's at the root of this whole like over-sexualizing things, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes down to people starting to love themselves, letting themselves get to see themselves and know themselves mm-hmm. and genuinely believe you are a good person. You are good. You were born with the DNA of good. Mm-hmm. That's who we were born to be. You've just been taught the opposite. And out of everything else, out of that, everything else comes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like the perfect way to summarize like everything right? Mm -hmm. Like this is the piece that's missing that could change everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the extreme places like IBLP that that can Mm -hmm. change, right? It can literally change just this. It can just change in like you, your heart, your soul, like everything inside. That's the one thing that can change Mm -hmm. it all. And so I think that's perfect way to wrap that up. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, well, one other thing that the one girl said that I thought was cool was the quote she said of the very end Mm -hmm. yeah you want to yeah so at the very end there was um there was someone there who actually she was probably in her 50s would you say Mm -hmm. like her kids were probably grown she talked about having five kids and um she was one that actually you know was supposed to call her husband my lord Mm -hmm. and um at one point her husband followed her around the house for hours with a piece of wood threatening her and yelling at her. And he finally, he said he was leaving for a few minutes and a voice in her head said, run. And she grabbed the kids and run, ran. And he came back to the house with a gun. And uh, she, she kind of summarized this up at the the very end. And she said, when you're out there, there are people who will catch you. Mm -hmm. The universe will catch you. So no matter what 
where you're at, if you're like, okay, I'm not an IBLP, but I feel like the faith I'm in and that my family's in and that I was raised in, like, it's time for me to go. It's time for me to go find some more freedom. Like there's, I feel like there's a God there that's way better than this and way, way more gooder than this. (laughs) Um, that, um, like there are people that will catch you, right? Like that's like, we look at Anna Duggar, like she doesn't think anyone will be there to catch her or she thinks someone has caught her and really they've just brought her back into more bondage, right? And held her, her there more. Mm-hmm. But um, there are so many people that are out there that are like, I've been there, what you need? Mm-hmm. I'm here to help mm-hmm. you. We'll support you. Mm-hmm. I'll be here yeah. through it with you. Um, because that's what God wants. Like that, that is what modeling God is. It modeling mm-hmm. God is not, making sure that you're dressing modest and you're following all these rules and have as many babies as possible. It's seeing someone being like, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. That's, that's all he wants. Loving others the same way that you mm-hmm. love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, get to do that first Start there. Right. Like for you, you yeah. can't get what you don't have, but that was the greatest commandment he gave us. Yeah. Just love. Like what does love look like? Do what does love do? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the things we've been taught about love isn't actually love. So like, let's look at our definition of love, right? right? And like, is it healthy? Is it good? Is mm-hmm. it only good? Is it only other, like focusing on the good of that person, right? Like what do they need? And so anyway, that's great guys. So if you haven't seen uh shiny, happy people, go watch it. It's a four part episode. So it's probably seven or four hours long, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, very yes. intriguing. Maybe I'll go through it and be like, oh shit, I was raised with it's that too. You know, it is. Um, but when you're able to find things in your life that you realize that you believe, you're able to break them off. I've got some things I need to work on after watching it, I realize. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, you guys. So we will uh, see you in the next episode. Bye.